0: Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, grow your own inspiration, and, and pump, pump up, up your, your bottom, bottom line. line. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Reese, the host of the show, and I have a little bit of a sore throat because I've been shouting at Christian too much for making fun of me, along with my co-host, Mr. Christian Webb, CEO of Business Marketing Solutions Group. Say what's up?
1: He acts like his sore throat is going to stop him talking. I'll put 100 on it.
0: Never, ever. ever today we are joined with terry anderson and we actually have a new guest in the podcast who's out of the film mr david woodruff he's our new homie david steal my mic and say what's up what's up yeah david is our new filmographer uh his company is genesis film make sure to give them some love and check them out Terry here uh, owns two Grease Monkeys, is two. that is that correct? And we share a networking group together. Terry, thank you so much for joining us this morning. How are we doing?
2: I'm doing fabulous. Reese, thank you both, Kristen and Reese, for allowing me to be on the show and the invitation. i look forward to conversation and laughing it up.
0: Laughing it up, talking yeah. about yeah, the honor's ours. talking about talking about some craziness. So when did you originally get into Grease Monkeys? What was the year?
2: Twenty fourteen.
0: Twenty fourteen. Yep. Okay. And the original one was the Huntersville, Huntersville is that right? location, uh-huh. Okay.
2: Uh, we purchased that one from Grease Monkey International in twenty fourteen at the very end. New Year's Eve. Yep. Actually. Um, and that's a weird up. day
0: to close on something. Isn't like, I yeah.
2: actually though think about it. It's finality. It's it's a great end of one year and a great new beginning. Yeah. I mean so, that
0: that made your accounting purposes pretty simple too, I absolutely. guess. Absolutely. Yep, it yep. was very easy to do. So did you guys go out and party that night or or were you just all sweating bullets from owning a new business and all the above?
2: The second. Sweating, yeah. Sweating sweatin bullets. <laughs> yeah. But we did. We did enjoy um, enjoy New Year's Eve and celebrating the fact that we finally closed on the business because it was a long arduous couple of months to get there. Yeah. So it was a great celebration.
0: I imagine so. That's, yeah. that's such an interesting... uh you know, day to start, that's like starting something on July 4th yeah. or, you know, or, or St. Patrick's Day or something yeah. like yeah, Their
2: New
1: Year's resolution is to own and run a successful yeah, you're, business. Successful business. <laughs> okay,
2: well, now let's define <laughs> a successful, shall we? Ooh. Yeah,
0: yeah, like what's the, you know, what are our metrics for that stuff? So, uh, New Year's, 2014. Um, so, l- tell me this, how did you choose Grease Monkeys? You know, we like to speak to, uh, you know, upcoming entrepreneurs and, and whatnot. Grease Monkeys is a franchise. You said yourself, you purchased from Correct. International. So what made you choose that as, a, um, you know, as the franchise for you guys?
2: It's kind of a funny story. Um, so my husband had... Um, he grew up working on cars. He okay. and his two older brothers and his dad... They built I don't know if you're familiar with the movie Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, okay. So they built yes, the, that the car. The flying car. They, that they, flying car. No, it did they not fly. They no, built a flying it car. Fly. Oh, oh. No, it did not fly.
0: Why would you why would you tease Christian like that? Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to. I know. <laughs> did you
2: see his eyes? They were like, ding!
0: Yep. You blow. No, yeah. You're gonna No, tell me more. He, he knew exactly yeah. what you're doing. Does he
2: about. still have it? No, we oh. do not still have it. Um, oh. that was a car that he and his his brothers and his father built together, you know, mm-hmm. as as just kind of one of those family things that Dad wanted to do with the kids and so they did drove it around we dated in it um that's how long ago this <laughs> wow. was Interesting. um so it was a fun car um but no it didn't it didn't survive the test of time it is it is gone now sad, sad. um sad sad but he has always grown up with a passion for cars he has enjoyed cars He's enjoyed taking apart, you know, the little kid that took mom's toaster apart to put it back together just Mm -hmm. to see how it worked. Yeah, that was him. That was him. Um, He used to do those types of things as well. So, and cars were just his passion. And so, in 2013, 2014, he kind of, he took a break from corporate and said, I can no longer do this life. In corporate life, we got to come up with something. One morning, he looked at me and said, we're going to own car shops. (laughs) which I said, oh, really? How? Yeah, how? (laughs) (laughs) And... um, he did his due diligence, did his research. I introduced him to a couple of key people um, that I networked with mm-hmm. at the time, and they ventured off on their own. And the next thing I knew, we were signing documents if, to own a grease monkey. So. Wow.
0: Did you guys ever consider uh, like owning your own shop, like you know Anderson Car Shop or anything we like did. that?
2: Or? We did. We um, did. We talked about that, and this was so readily available. Mm-hmm. And it was already in place and set up that we felt like if, this was going to be a struggle. Mm-hmm. Then we wanted to struggle on someone else's dime to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted to take something that already had exposure and was doing well so and see what we could do with it.
1: In your, la- in your last answer, I think there's something really powerful there when you said, uh, you said how. I think right there is something a lot of people miss. So when people go to start businesses and they, they go to take something down, mm-hmm. they're like, we can't. We can't afford it. We can't do that. We don't have the time. Right. But instead of doing that, you said, yeah. And that's what sparked all these different ways to conquer that. Now you have multiple
2: responses. Yes. <laughs> yep. Now we have multiples. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right. And, and that was my, th- my first impression. My first thought was we've never owned a business. I know nothing about a business or mm-hmm. owning a business or running a business. I don't know anything about cars. I mean, I probably know more than most females that's not in the industry. Yeah. But that's because growing up with a brother or father that made me change my own oil and change my own tires, you know, I think gave me some information there, but I, I had no idea where the financing would come from, how we were going to do this piece. You know, what is mm-hmm. what's it going to look like, um, financially and time-wise for us and our family, um, and that's where him being having a degree in finance, he took off and he ran with it. You that's, said
1: how and he came up with
0: it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's that's amazing. Yep. You know, it's it's always good to have have good teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work with yeah. with any business and. Um, you know, it takes a takes a community to raise a child. Same same thing in your business Absolutely. in many many ways as your child. So you you went from Huntersville, and then what was your next location? Was? Pineville. Okay, and that those are your locations. Those now, are correct? the two that we have. yeah. Okay. And we stopped there. Yeah, stop there uh, mm-hmm. for now, maybe yeah, or only
2: for now. Yeah, it's only a little blip in the road yeah. right now. So there are other ventures coming out of. What is known as Grease Monkey, but it's not. It's our parent company that owns Gre- Grease Monkey. Gotcha. It's called Pate Industries. Interesting. It uh, stands for Paul, Alexandra, Terry, and Emily. So okay. The four members in our family.
0: Oh, okay. uh Um,
2: And this was my husband's doing. I have to give him all the credit. Yeah. That was the creative piece to him. He did that. So we have Pate Inter- Industries and Pate Ventures. Uh, Pate Industries owns the two Grease Monkey franchises. Pate Ventures owns the land and the building that the Grease Monkey Huntersville sits on. Oh, there you go. Out. So, yeah, so we do those. Those are the two that we have. And, and he has, that was one of his little, um, or not little, but one of his grand ideas was that we would own the land in the building. And then the next one that we would do, Grease Monkey 3, would either be we would purchase land. I mean, it's genius. You're, and pay, build. you're
1: paying yourself rent. Yes. You know, if you ever do sell it for something else, you literally can just rent it out to whoever takes the property after.
2: Yep. That's where we're at. Yeah. Yes. That's a very clever so, name,
0: too, Pate. I like that.
2: Yeah, and we're thinking about things. And yeah. we're thinking about, you know, future. We're, we're not spring chickens any longer, so we need to think about our future and how are we going to retire? Yep. I took my retirement that I had, and we put it down into my faith on him and wow. building this business, and he's done it. Yeah. So, you know, we need to know how we're going to rebuild that. How are we going to repay that? And what are we going to live on in the future? We're not going to. You chose you know, the I'm better option between forever. that and an IRAs. So. Yeah. I have to agree. Yeah, <laughs> I have for to sure. agree. So, so, yeah.
0: So what made you decide to, to do the second Grease Monkey as well? I mean, did the opportunity just come along and you couldn't pass it up? Or? Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
2: That opportunity was there. Um, Grease Monkey International knew about it. Viking um, was the broker on that mm-hmm. shop. It was not a Grease Monkey. It was AA Tune. It was owned by a couple of brothers, um, and so they were ready to, to be done. They were moving um, back to Jordan and, and said enough already, so they put it up the business up for sale. And Greasemunk International got wind of it, came to us and said, hey, you talked about owning multiples. Yeah. Here's one. I think it'll be great. Mm-hmm. The traffic patterns are awesome for it, and you could grow this. If you do half of what you've done in Huntersville, then you should be able to do really well in yeah. Pineville. So we have... Yeah. It, you know, it, we struggled. I told you, that we struggled at first because we bought it. We bought the first Grease Monkey, opened it July 2nd, 2015, under us. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, or sorry, January 2nd and July 2nd, we bought the second Grease Monkey. But then oh, wow. we had to change it. You know, it was AA Tune. Yeah. It was under a Econo Loop. We had to change it to a Grease Monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that transition and that rebranding process was also another step that we had. It's costly. Yeah. No information. Exactly no information we had no idea what the costs were going to be we had no idea what the impact was going to be we also had no idea what the reputation of the previous shop was in that area yeah. So you know a lot of things to, to learn.
0: yeah would you would you say i mean you know obviously mm-hmm. each location has its own set of difficulties and challenges and things like that um it seems like you know between talking to you now talking to you at the coffee shop previous to this it seems like the second the second grease monkey location came with a lot more difficulty because a lot of maybe unexpected variables. Yes. Would you agree with that? Is that how that went? Or Wholeheartedly, 100%. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah there, were, there were several more variables. One, we were in a different market um, trying to provide the same solutions and services to customers there, but it was a different customer base. They were used to having services provided in one way, in one fashion, um, which was not the grease monkey way. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to transition and, and to go mm-hmm. with the grease monkey way and, and educate them. Um, Primarily on what it could be like, Um, so we there was that challenge. There was the reputation of the previous shop owners. You know that was a challenge for us as well. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just it came quite a few shocks and some learning experiences, which we've so far overcome.
0: Yeah, that's that's amazing that you've since overcome it too. I mean, there's there's something you know as you look back, like you said, when you uh, when you decide to finally retire, you can look back and say, you know, this is something we built out of whatever it was, you know, into something different. Or maybe you'll have several more locations and several more stories to tell from there as well. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So that's interesting. Um, We like to talk a little bit about um, innovation. So, you know, with all the additions of electric cars and, you know, you see Teslas and Priuses driving around all the time and stuff like that. um, What do you think that particularly your industry, industry, doing oil changes, working on vehicles and things like that, how do you see that evolving over the course of the next 10 or 20 or maybe even 30 years?
2: Um, I think I really don't see gas-powered engines going away. Yeah. Um, I would agree with you on that. Primarily, if you, you, know, if you paid any attention this last weekend about um, California, where they had um, electric car owners sitting in lines for hours yeah. waiting to charge their cars because there aren't enough charging stations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and California is the leader in innovation yep. and technology. So to, to see that happening, not only that, we do not have in place the infrastructure yet to manage um, long term what this is going to be like. The, the batteries that are coming out of those cars whenever they're dead. Has anybody thought about what we're going to do with those or where we're going to store them or how we're yeah. going to repurpose them? You know, are we going to create another landfill for them, or, or how yeah. are we going to save our earth from from those things? Um, so it's it's that, um, and and they just have not really taken off. Yeah. As quickly now, I think it's coming, um, but I still think we're 20, 30 years down the road before.
1: Sure. Okay, so 20, 30 years from now, when that ha- when that happens, what do you think? What do you think like grease monkeys will will turn into? Will they start like? Will they start adapting to the natural maintenance of electric will they be, cars? Will they not?
0: be battery monkeys? Battery monkeys. <laughs> there you go.
2: Well, now, wait no a minute, though. No it anymore? No, <laughs> they're still going to be grease because you got to grease your wheels and uh, your lubricants uh, uh, yeah. and, you know, so there are other parts of a car yeah. that will still need the grease, so we'll yeah. stay grease monkey. Okay, okay. So well, that, cool. that's that good. That I, just love,
0: I just love that name. I know you didn't come up with it or anything, but I don't know. I like to call all of our office mates our, our band of apes or, or my group of monkeys. So I got my go. own monkeys to deal with. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yep. So, that's, yeah. that's so interesting. I mean, it's, uh, you know, sometimes innovations happen quicker than you can even keep up with them. Right. Um, I mean, one of the things I like to talk about is how, you know, we all have these cell phones and, you know, you can ask any chiropractor it's called cell phone neck where somebody's, mm-hmm. somebody has neck problems cause they're staring at their phone all day yeah. long. And, uh, you know, I got my weekly report on Sunday about, you know how much time i spend on my phone i'm not telling you how much it is cuz it's not okay <laughs> i mean it's it's one of those like things 7 hours a day it's uh <laughs> <laughs> for, upwards. yeah yeah for those of you that are that are just listening in i nice. I'm, i pointed my uh, thumb towards the sky and that's kind of embarrassing to be honest but you know luckily I'm always (laughs) I think that's normal though mine said
1: uh, when it popped up it said 9 hours and like 34 minutes or something oh my goodness but I don't think I'm actually on my phone that long I think maybe it's sitting down with the screen open or something a lot of times because I'm on my computer or is it counting because we have Macs and they're connected to the phone I I bet they're counting my Mac time in my iPhone
0: Probably. And I mean I, I'm oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna defend myself just a little bit. Like I play I play jams and tunes from my phone too right. and, and, oh, yeah. and so I'm kinda finagling with that and that's probably that probably keeps my, you know, songs on or something like that. I guess.
1: We're trying to but, say we do no
2: wrong. Yeah. There you go.
0: I'm trying to Oh you're trying, trying to, to justify. Yes.
2: Try my best. Your actions. <laughs> there's no it is an addiction hey, for sure. Given yep. given <laughs> given time, the human mind can justify anything.
0: Yep, yep. Um, so one of the things we we talked about a coffee um, that I think would just be brilliant to, to touch on is, uh, vocational positions in, in jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like there's a huge lack. Christian, for example, knows an electrician that just can't seem to, can't seem to not get work. And, you know, in your industry, uh, getting down and dirty, working on cars and grease and oil and things like that. Um, you said that that can be sometimes one of your biggest challenges. Can you, can you touch on that a little bit?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Personnel, um, vocational trade, that is our biggest challenge. And as, and as you've seen or started to see, um, like in the schools, they're now encouraging kids, you know, they're saying it's not bad that you don't want to go to college or you don't know what you want to do because we need tradespeople. And I think because so the previous generation and a generation before that, it was preached, go to school, go to school, go to college, do something with your life. You're mm-hmm. not anything unless you go to college and get a degree. So there was kind of a negative connotation to the trades. Now we're pushing kids to do a trade. We, have, we don't have enough trades people. Those people are aging out. They're retiring. And so we don't have enough trades people. Yeah. And that's – so there is no – there's not a lot of education for the trades. Mm-hmm. So vocational schools and that type of stuff. So for us to find – Qualified personnel is very difficult.
1: Yeah, I saw a scary stat. It was uh, like it was like the average plumbing contractor that owns his own company mm-hmm. was fifty-four years old. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, oh, that's, that's like like what are we gonna do here? And like when they they were they were
0: decide, decided to retire. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and and they're they're those are the same exactly. Those are the same people. <laughs> that have urged their children to go to college. To Don't do what I do. Go get a degree. It's too yeah. hard work. Go do some, do It's it. too hard. It's too difficult to run your own business. Yeah. But we've also seen a lot of entrepreneurs spark up lately. Yep. You know, there's a lot more businesses um, that are for people, and, and that's more in, I guess, kind of the millennial category. Not so much the baby boomers, but mm-hmm. more, I think, of the millennials and, and then the later generations are starting to do their own business because – They've decided they don't want to go work for corporate America. You know, they don't want to go work for the man, yep. so to speak. They want to do something different with their life. They want to be in control of their life. Yep. Um, but we have people that are, we, we have a really small pool, getting back to the grease monkeys and what we're dealing with on the personnel side, we have a really small pool of people because we have no vocational schools to give them the education and the training or the hands on experience.
1: If we keep doing that, I think we're going to get to a point where you're going to walk in for an oil change and it's going to be 240.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because yeah. you have to pay the mechanics. And, and hopefully it is for Terry. Hour. We got
0: we got the Terry hook up. So, you know, yeah, it yeah, it'll be go. it'll yeah, be, be the it'll the Terry 230 for us, you know, yeah. but, you know. And you
2: know, there's a the blue discount. And then there's <laughs> there also there Wednesday's ladies day, so, you know.
1: There you I mean, cuz sooner or later they're going to be able to name their price. Yeah. If you're going to run a business. You're going to have to base your price around who you can hire. Mm-hmm. If it keeps going that route, hopefully, it go, hopefully it goes the other direction.
2: But yeah. I mean. And what are we doing? What are we going to do with these kids though that are graduating high school, or towards the end of high school, that have absolutely no idea what they want to do with their lives, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of hanging out with mom and dad at home with no direction, no motivation. <laughs> I mean, and, and these are some of the people that we actually hire on a part-time basis. They come in, and they work for us in Huntersville, especially, after school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just say, yeah, mm, I really don't want to do this anymore, so bye.
1: Mm-hmm. You know it would be kind of neat? I haven't really put much thought into this, so this might be a terrible idea.
0: I can't wait um, to hear whatever you're about to say. Like,
2: oh, it's got to be
1: brilliant. What if, uh, yeah, no, know, it's literally 30 seconds of thought. What if <laughs> uh, the people who are, like, not going to college, but they're in the interim stage that you're talking about, yeah. like, they actually get a scholarship for going, not – for this trade school, because I know that's possible, but like if they actually go learn a trade, mm-hmm. they actually get their four year degree discounted or paid for.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: that way, and then in they interim, instead of wasting money going we to college, getting all these like prerequisites and for all stuff they don't, deaths. they're not even gonna do. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I think my wife was trying to be a doctor and then switched to teaching, so she has like all these like biology classes. Oh my gosh. she, she never didn't need
2: them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it's like
1: instead of making those mistakes, they can go to trade, get their college discounted. Already, they'll, they'll be 21, 22 by then. They'll actually know maybe a little bit more about the, what they want. The fact that people make decisions yeah. at 18 years old on what they need to do the rest of their life is hilarious. Right, right
2: now. it's it's a
0: scary <laughs> thing.
2: You're right. It's I, at 18, I had no idea.
1: 18 yeah. to 22, like you could have threw a brick at me and it wouldn't have missed me because I wouldn't have moved like, right
2: like,
1: like, I, I wouldn't have known you know like I would have just let it hit like that's, that's how that's how much that's how many decisions I shouldn't have made oh. you had enough
2: good sense not to move yeah <laughs> I was like not, not old school Christian oh
0: my goodness that's, that's too funny that's
2: funny I mean but you know there are still some of those kids out there that do know what they want to do that do have yeah. a purpose and some sort of drive and destination you know I mean yeah I have my youngest daughter. She's the one that graduated from school in three years, Mm -hmm. college in three years. Her goal and the reason she went to that college was because she wanted to be a child advocate attorney. Cool, Wow. And then she saw how much school debt she had and saw what the average child advocate attorney made and went, yeah, scratch that plan. We're not going there. We're going to be a personal injury attorney now. You got it. So (laughs) she she didn't even get a law degree because she didn't want to add up any more debt to go to law school. Okay. Um, So she ended up a business administration degree and – what else was hers i can't remember what her second degree she double degreed and she got picked up by Marriott so she's in food and beverage
0: interesting
1: which is crazy right yeah it's like it's it's so strange how that works cuz like when we're growing up like teachers and teachers well, you were a teacher like you be like what do you want to do when you grow up i want to be a fireman i want to be a police officer yeah. all these things but they don't actually realize what that job entails the, right. just
0: for the record the heroism of it. i used to say that i wanted to be a rock star when i grew up that's and cool. I, I think i succeeded please continue
1: okay that's good <laughs>
2: Wow. Let that okay, one slide. let's leave there that alone. Let's go. Uh, uh, so, what were you saying, Christian? So, <laughs> what I, so what I was saying
1: is, like yes. people say they want to be I like doctors, it. fire departments, police officers, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And when they say that, I think they're looking at like the prime pieces of what they do. Like they they, they rescue people and they, they capture the bad guys. They don't yes. realize that they do six hours of paperwork a day, three hours of computer work. Right. And they have to run and they have to run double shifts at Twin Peaks to Ford home. Exactly. Like they don't understand that part when they're in fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yet they grow up on to be these things. Yeah, it's like the I glamour. W- I wish there was a more realistic way to put what people need to be or what they want to be, like, put that in, into their brains, you know? <laughs> it was like,
2: yeah, but do you really want to taint a five-year-old's brain? You but, know? A but are
1: you tainting it by saying that that position is all glamour?
2: Do you think they're gonna understand though that, that it's not all glamour? Because they all they know is what they see. Yeah. You like, know? When you say I want
1: to go to the moon, they don't realize that astronauts actually only go to the moon like once every eight years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like, and yeah. Some astronauts never go to the moon.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's the glamour and the glory of you know of what those people do, yeah. what those trades do that they see on TV yeah. or hear about, you know, in the news or in the paper. Mm-hmm. It's not the behind the scenes. It's it's yeah. just like with any, any um, I guess a job or yeah. career you choose. But I think if there's it's less the I think if there's
1: a little less glamour people would actually find that the corporate offices are less appealing than some handsome traits. Yeah. Because like sitting in a cubicle is not as glamorous as they make it out to be. Oh no. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. I would and rather there's sit, no rather amount under of money a car than in a cubicle for 9 hours.
2: Yeah. There's no amount of money that's going to make sitting in a cubicle, cubicle for 9 hours glamorous.
0: Yeah. Nope. There, there's a lot of a, there's a lot of effect marketing that goes on with um, particularly how we educate our youth. Yeah. Christian and I talk about this all the time. We have wildly varying educational backgrounds, but um, when we discuss with our youth, like you know the astronauts and firemen and things like that, you only see you know the firemen saving the cat from the tree and the the pretty girl kissing the fireman type of stuff. Yeah. And they're exposed to that at such a such a high level. I mean, you can even watch a cartoon. You know, you can even watch a cartoon and see. Where you know SpongeBob's sheriff was the was the coolest guy, the most buff guy in the entire. Oh, he, was, yeah.
2: <laughs> Boom. he
0: was, That is a real example. I'm not all about that. That's right. You're right. You're That's right. right. I like that. But I mean, I know my SpongeBob.
2: There you go, <laughs> Soul I, SpongeBob.
0: I'm just saying, I, I would live in a pineapple under the sea. But um, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's very interesting. Um, you know, there's there's so many things. Um, and to your point, no, I mean, I wouldn't want to want to taint the the mind of a child. I mean, I would want to keep them in the clouds for as long as they can because as soon as you become an adult, which I don't think I've quite successfully done yet, but as soon as you become an adult, you know, you all of a sudden have bills to pay and, and, you know, things to manage responsibilities and calendars and, and uh, you know, all all of the above type of situation. So.
2: And relationships to manage.
0: Relationships to manage. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, keep them, keep them young for as long as they can. Let them
2: dream, let them, you know, let them, see the glamour or believe in that glamour because i think in my mind um like you said as a teacher in my mind seeing those little minds and whenever they actually get a concept seeing that light bulb come on and Mm -hmm. just the excitement on their face through that expression is just absolutely amazing and it makes the reason teachers do what they do it makes it all worth it when that one child gets it.
1: Yeah, my wife's a wonderful teacher. She says the same thing. She is, yeah. It's,
2: it's, it's tough, but we have made the educational system, we've made it so political and made it so difficult for teachers to really experience their passion with teaching. Yeah. You know, it, ma- it makes it difficult because their schedule is you got to teach this at this time, you got to teach it for this amount of time, you got to teach it this way. Yeah. And this is how they have to regurgitate point. this on the test, and this is how this well is, they all have to do.
1: Without saying names, this is actually happening right now. Uh, yeah. They just bought this yep. enormous two hundred fifty thousand dollar curriculum. Yes. That's like uh, I forget where it's from, somewhere out in some international place, and they're like, uh, it's basically like supposed to create thinkers, mm-hmm. not uh, not test takers. Yeah. But yet they're still graded on the EOG and the and all the vocabulary used on the EOG. Yeah. So this this I, this curriculum is fantastic, right? And it makes thinkers, right? But then they're graded on their success rate by a test, a giant test that's literally meant to be good at ABCD,
2: right? <laughs> yes, where and there's no like, variation. It doesn't does mesh, right? You're not you're not really. You can teach them to be thinkers, but when it comes to the test, you need to teach them the test because right. otherwise, your school's not going to get the federal funding it needs.
0: Exactly.
1: She's like, we're going to so, have to review the prior EOG the week before.
2: Yes. absolutely i remember it well
0: oh the eog very well yeah i was a good test taker so i didn't mind (laughs) (laughs) i I liked i liked having you know being being tested i wasn't a good i wasn't a good student but i was a good test taker so i I faked it until i made it i guess there you go so
2: and i've got one child that's each so
0: oh good good you got you (laughs) got one of each I, i would be curious if there's any like research on you know left brain versus right brain left brain is Left brain is analytical, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, dollars and cents and numbers. And right brain is creative and stuff like that. Right. I, I'd be curious if there's any research on, um, you know, the way that people think mm-hmm. of if of if the dominance of the hemisphere of the brain contributes to being a better test taker or a better student or you know anything like that, but. Anyway, there's there's Reese's random ramblings for the day, I guess. <laughs> so um, bringing it back to Grease Monkeys, bringing it back to you, Terry. Um, you know, you own two Grease Monkeys now. You've you've definitely had wildly varying experiences with, um, you know, your first one from Grease Monkeys International, your second one with, um, you know, purchasing it from previous owners and maybe overcoming some of the obstacles and challenges from the reputation that they had in place. Um, one thing that I, that I'd like to talk to you about is, you know, let's say we have a a new young entrepreneur coming up, coming up, and we're we're speaking to the heart of that person. What what was the definitive thing that made you take that dive, or maybe you know your husband approaching it, approaching you with that?
2: Um, I think what really pushed him in that way is he stepped out of corporate. Um, was convinced by one of his suppliers mm-hmm. at that point in time to step out of corporate and kind of be the North American arm of his um, of their business. Mm-hmm. And he did that because it was kind of in the same, same field, same industry. And he did that for a while. And it was great, and he enjoyed it. Um, but he, he says, and I asked him, what did you learn? What was your greatest failure, and what did you learn from it? And his statement was, not choosing my business partners wisely, mm. not being wiser in choosing my business partners, and being careful in how much trust and faith you put into those people. Interesting. Um, so as an entrepreneur that is one thing that you have to be, you have to know the relationship and you have to know each other well, and you have to know, be honest and open about who you really are as a person and what your expectations are out of life and what your expectations are out of a partnership. Um, And this is one of the reasons that Pate Industries, we are a minority owned woman owned business. Mm -hmm. We are not partners. He runs those shops. I do my thing. So, it's, it's one of those things. I do the, the networking part of it and the marketing part. Um, but if I had something to say to a n- young entrepreneur coming up, um, depending on their age, have faith in yourself. Believe that you can accomplish it against all odds and be passionate about what you want to accomplish as well as being realistic about what you can and what you know, know enough to know yourself that you know you when, when you need help and ask for it.
0: That is some great advice. I, we got to end it there for sure. That's that is that is that, is, that, is, that is, that's like the exclamation point at the end of a podcast. Terry, our guest today. Um, Terry, I like to ask one really silly question at the end of it, and I think this one is going to be great. Okay. If you were going to be any character on SpongeBob, who do you think you'd be?
2: Oh my gosh. Mm, Who would I be if I were any character on SpongeBob? Well, the only one that ran a shop
1: was the crab.
0: Mr. Krabs. Mr.
2: Krabs. Yeah, like and him. I liked Mr. Krabs, but he was really crabby. He,
0: he was, was crabby. He, was crabby he really
2: person. was crabby. I think I would like to go through life, and I can't remember his name. Um, oh, I'll help
0: you out. I got this.
2: Yeah, yeah. Who's the other character? Not SpongeBob.
0: Patrick, Squidward. Patrick. Patrick, you would be Patrick? I'd be Patrick. I think I'd want to be Patrick, too, because he's just always having a good time. Patrick loves
2: life. Bouncing
0: around. He's super around. innocent, always having a good time. Always, yep. yeah.
2: yeah. You know, what you don't know won't hurt you.
0: Right. That's perfect. That's I'd perfect. Be, I'd be Squidward. Squidward? No, actually, probably I'd be Squidward. <laughs> <He is> Squidward? <laughs> yeah. I'd probably no I mean Reese be, is like the, the realist
1: pessimistic of the group.
0: He's yeah. like
2: Okay, he's a Squidward. No, a Squidward.
0: It, but in, in our in our company, I'll tell you, Christian is SpongeBob and yep. I am Squidward because I am the, I'm the innovative dreamer. Because because nice. Christian will come in. Somehow
1: I beat gods at making hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> he'll
0: he'll uh right. You've seen that episode yeah. Yeah. I know it's yes, of course we of course you have. <laughs> Christian will come into my office and he'll be like he'll be like, hey Squidward. <laughs> like, go away, SpongeBob. That's definitely us for yep. sure, and I hate that about me. But that's that's 100. Terry Anderson, our guest today. Terry, um, if somebody needs to get their oil changed or wants the best uh, customer service that you can possibly get from anybody that's going to assist them with their vehicle, how do they find you?
2: They can either come to Huntersville location, which is
0: address address
2: one four nine three five Brown Mill Road, um, Huntersville, and they or they could come to Pineville at ninety nine twenty. Yeah, 9920 Pineville Matthews Road.
0: Yeah, or or better yet, just Google the Grease Monkeys. Just
2: Google Grease Monkey near me.
0: And if you're going to any of their competitors, your
1: next best turn is a U-turn. There you go. (laughs) Thanks, Christian. That 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 was good.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much for joining us today, Terry. That was too much.